Over the past few weeks, adults are sitting in dark movie theaters, turning into human puddles. That's what I witnessed recently when I saw Won't You Be My Neighbor, a documentary about Fred Rogers. Well, I didn't just witness it. I took full part in it. (laughs) Sniffling and sobbing and wiping unprepared noses with sleeves. We audience members stayed through the credits as we composed ourselves. Why are people losing it over this slow and simple film? As we continue to deepen our exploration of the theme of welcome this month, we're going to spend some time today learning from Fred Rogers, whose whole life was a testament to the practice of radical hospitality we considered last week. Fred Rogers was a sickly kid who coped by hanging out in the world of make-believe. He was also an overweight kid and dealt with his share of bullying. While he experienced strong emotions, expressing those emotions wasn't acceptable in his family of origin. When he was still young, Fred Rogers watched a television show where people were throwing pies in each other's faces. He had a visceral reaction to the show. He experienced it as terribly demeaning. He feared that what people, and especially what children, watched on television is what they would become. And in that moment, he felt a calling to use television as a tool to teach children about kindness, about grace, about caring for our neighbors. Fred Rogers eventually graduated from seminary, and was ordained as a Presbyterian minister, but he would never serve a church. He was called instead to spread the gospel of love on TV. And that's what he did. The 1,765 episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, spanning from 1968 to 2001, all started the same way. He shed his suit jacket, pulled on the cardigan, took off his work shoes and pulled on blue boating sneakers. And there was, of course, the same song of declaration and invitation. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? How wonderful. Just by showing up, all children, no matter who they were, were welcomed to be part of the neighborhood. And the welcome was excited and genuine. I hope that those of you who are visiting today feel our shared sentiment that is always a beautiful day for a new neighbor. In addition to enthusiastic welcoming, there are some other specific lessons we might take away from Fred Rogers' neighborhood for our own neighborhood at UUCCB. In our neighborhood, we too can be brave enough to talk about different difficult topics and feelings. The very first week of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was taped during the Vietnam War. And the puppet king, Friday the 13th, builds a wall. <laughs> the other puppets express their fears about sadness, uh, and, and fears and sadness about fighting and war. They model how to feel strong feelings, express them, and cope with them. Over the years, the show dealt directly with sensitively with divorce and bullying and death and tragedies. Here, too, 
Let's trust that we can be with our own and with others' deeply felt emotions without breaking. Anger and gratitude, sadness and awe, despair and delight. Let all of our emotions find a home here. Especially in these trying times in our country, we need a safe and a brave neighborhood. As poet Adrian Rich said, there must be those among whom we can sit down and weep and still be counted as warriors. In our neighborhood, we too celebrate different expressions of ministry, creative expressions of ministry. Like Mr. Rogers, I went to school for professional ministry. I learned a lot, took a lot of classes, have a really nice piece of paper to show for it, had a really nice ordination service, I have a title. Yet, I am far from the only person that does ministry here. Shared ministry is a term that's being used more and more in Christian and Unitarian Universalist congregations. It acknowledged the truth that all of us who serve and put our faith into action are doing ministry. Putting together a retreat to nourish our souls is ministry. Creating and teaching lessons for our children and playing music is ministry. Updating the website and creating the order of service, thank you, Lee, and curating the newsletter, thank you, Nancy, is ministry. Caring for our building and gardens, as many of you did this weekend, is ministry to the spiritual community. At the end of the month, as indicated in the announcement you just heard, we're going to come together in what we're calling a shared ministry team. This quarterly gathering will include team leaders and those of you who are actively serving. But the invitation is wide open to those of you who have gifts to offer, who you haven't had the chance to share yet. Some of you may have noticed that not everything functions as well-oiled machinery here. (laughs) Not yet, at least. A lot of us are working really hard, but... Frankly, things get missed and confused, and there are still some big gaps to fill. The challenging news is we have a lot to do. But the good news is that there's no end of ways that you can take part in the shared ministry of this congregation. In our neighborhood, we too can celebrate men who, like Fred Rogers, model strength through tenderness and open-heartedness. We, too, can deeply respect children's feelings, honor their thoughts, and share accurate information with them. In our neighborhood, we, too, can work to dismantle racism. In 1969, when swimming segregation was still rampant, Rogers invited Francois Clemens, who played a police officer in the show, to cool off on a hot day by sharing a foot bath in a plastic pool with him. Clemens recalls, the icon Fred Rogers not only was showing my brown skin in the tub with his white skin as two friends, but as I was getting out of that tub, he was helping me dry my feet. While he didn't get arrested for civil rights, Rogers used his position and his power to take a public stand for equity. We can too. In our neighborhood, we can slow down our pace of life and thus show up fully for each other. In the story I shared a little earlier, the author was so moved because Rogers 
stopped what he was doing. He stopped where he was going and attended to his new friend from the elevator. Mr. Rogers really wanted to know, small talk aside, what's going on with you? With his words and actions, he made it clear, I'm stopping where I am because I see you. You matter. Many years ago now, my predecessor in ministry, Reverend Bob McDicken, created a team of pastoral care associates here at UUCCB. He provided training so that members of the congregation would be officially empowered to provide sensitive care to members in need. Nancy Hatley and Madeline Wall were on that team. Madeline continues to serve. We're now nearly twice the size that we were two years ago. And it's important for us to get organized to meet the caring needs of our quickly growing congregation. In addition to organizing meals and cards, the expanded caring team will reach out to all members of our neighborhood who want to be connected, but who for whatever reason aren't able to get here weekly. We want to match these people who deeply long for connection with those who will be happy to provide a regular caring presence. So soon, I will provide a training for those who are interested in being pastoral care associates. Look for an email and an application soon. The training will be a few hours at least, but frankly, I could boil down what I'll teach in three short quotes by Fred Rogers. In times of stress, the best thing we can do for each other is listen with our ears and our hearts and to be assured that our questions are just as important as our answers. As human beings, our job in life is to help people realize how rare and valuable each one of us really is, that each of us has something that no one else has or ever will have, something inside of us that is unique to all time. It's our job to encourage each other to discover that uniqueness and provide ways of developing its expression. Three, when we love a person, we accept him or her exactly as is, the lovely with the unlovely, the strong with the fearful, the true mixed in with the facade. And of course, the only way we can do it is by accepting ourselves that way. at the recent Unitarian Universalist General Assembly, and I promise I'll stop talking about it, but I got a lot out of it. <laughs> I attended a session where teams gathered to discuss the question, if your church could do anything, be anything in 10 years, what would that be? And people had huge visions that included housing the homeless and creating addictions ministries and starting satellite congregations, all of which are great. But nobody said care more deeply for our members, or teach our members to listen more intently. Having quiet and caring conversations, expressing love and care, is not anything grand or innovative. Join the caring team, and you're not going to make the paper or break new ground. But Fred Rogers says the really important, great things are never center stage of life's drama. They're always in the wings. That's why it's so essential for us to be mindful of the humble and the deep, rather than the flashy and the superficial. What Rogers tried to communicate over so many hundreds of television episodes is our first principle, the inherent worth and dignity. 
of every person. According to Roger's close circle, and I hope this doesn't spoil the movie for you. I hope you get to see it. It's not in Hickory yet, but I hope it'll get here. The Daniel Striped Tiger puppet is Roger's alter ego. You know, Daniel Striped. And Daniel, in one scene in the TV show, sings with such vulnerability, it would break Brene Brown's heart. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if I'm a mistake. I'm not like anyone else I know. When I'm asleep or even awake, sometimes I get to dreaming that I'm just a fake. I'm not like anyone else. Often I wonder if I'm a mistake. I'm not supposed to be scared, am I? Sometimes I cry and sometimes I shake, wondering, isn't it true that the strong never break? I'm not like anyone else. Lady Aberlein sings in response to the scruffy little tiger. I think you're fine just as you are. I really must tell you I do like the person you are. When you're sleeping, when you're waking, you are my friend. It's really true. I like you. (coughs) She's compassionate and kind. And Daniel listens, but he keeps singing his worries. Sometimes I wonder if I'm a mistake. I'm not like anyone else. But now, even though Daniel's doubting voices are still there, it's a duet now. And there's this beautiful counter-melody, speaking truth to fear. Do you, too, have days when you feel like you're a mistake, a fake? Maybe you've failed massively. Maybe your mental sharpness has faded. You can't quite seem together. You've mucked up a relationship. You feel like what you have done in this world hasn't added up to anything important enough. Maybe childhood demons you thought you'd left behind have reared their ugly heads. We all need someone to duet with us in these times. And I trust that if we all show up fully here, keep creating this safe and brave place, we'll each have a chance to sing to someone here Lady Aberlein's reassuring song. And sometimes we'll be Daniel, longing for and so grateful for someone to remind us of our inherent goodness. As Roger says, the best thing that we can do is help somebody know that they are loved and capable of loving. Maybe that's why I at least was weeping in that theater. To see Fred Rogers doing so beautifully what I want more than anything to do here. To convince each of you, and yes, me too on some days, that each of us is always and has always been loved and lovable. That as things in the world seem to be spinning so quickly out of control, that love is at the heart of it all. And that we really can learn to be that love made manifest. May it be so.